Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so... Thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! The American pastime. That ball is going to be out of here. It's gone. It's 7-15. There's a new home run champion of all time, and it's Henry Aaron. In real time. Lindor drives it to deep right. A grand slam! Baseball stories, scores, and more. High drive, left field, going back at the wall. See ya! A home run, Aaron Judge. A moonshot. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. A deep dive on baseball and the hottest topics in sports. As you know, Monty, Vaughn's been working on a couple of new pitches. The Eliminator and the Humiliator to complement his fastball, the Terminator. I heard that. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcast school has really paid off. Now, here are your hosts for the Hot Corner, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Welcome into the Hot Corner. It is another Harris List edition of the Hot Corner today. Mike and Joe here with you until 11 o'clock, I was going to say. Whoa. No, until 9 o'clock this evening. Let's do it. Four hours. Let's go. No, here till uh, 9 o'clock today. Blazers on the TV at the moment. We'll keep you updated as, as to how that's going, even though we probably don't want them to be doing as well as they're doing. But they're still winning over Memphis. 95-92 are in the fourth quarter at Zimomont. And uh, Joe and I were having fun tinnitus talk before the show started, <laughs> which uh, if you don't know what tinnitus is or tinnitus or however you want to pronounce it, I think it's tinnitus. But uh, that's when you've got uh, permanent ringing in your ears or ear singular. Ah. Huh? What? And uh, I have tinnitus. I've had it since I was 26, I want to say. And uh, it's just in one ear, thankfully. And uh, knock on wood, hopefully it stays that way because it would drive me insane in both. But uh, yeah, it's in my right ear and it is hell. I smiled as I said that. It's, uh, you know, you kind of you kind of adjust to it, but. Jesus, you're scaring me now. I mean, it, dude, it's terrible. If you When you get it, uh, it takes like six months for your brain to adjust to it. And for a while, it's like all you hear is the noise. No matter what you do, you cannot not hear the noise. Um, and uh, yeah, so I have a white noise machine that I sleep with and it, it helps. You know, you can focus on something else. 
And the reason I bring that up, one, is because Joe said that he was reading about it and then tested himself for it and thinks he might have it a little well, bit. It wasn't so much a test. I was just, like, sitting in my house. It was silent. I was browsing my phone and saw it brought up somewhere. And then I just stopped for a second and just kind of listened to my room, like my living room and kitchen area with no sounds going on. And I just started to hear that small ring. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I have tinnitus. What do I do? Do I need to schedule a doctor appointment? Do Oh, my God. Uh, here's to, the thing. There's nothing doctors can do. Do I need to call someone? Should I tell someone about this? <laughs> well, you told me, and I'm sorry if I uh, made you a hypochondriac over it. But uh, Well, I, did, I was a hypochondriac about it for a solid 20 minutes, and then I really haven't thought about it since. Well, that's good. I mean, if you have it, you know. It's, it's very apparent that you're hearing it constantly. If you have to, like, sit there and listen for it, I mean, you might have a little bit of it, but it's not going to be that serious. So... Just, uh, you know, don't listen to your music quite as loud. That damn music. <laughs> uh, for me, it wasn't actually like uh, music volume. I don't think it's something in my neck. And I don't Mike, I don't know. It was. Come on. The middle, the metal music you listen to. It was the music. But I. Uh, yeah. But I, I'm, I'm not someone who blasts music. Uh, I mean, I, I went through a period I, as a kid where I listened to music loud. But I I really didn't like before it happened. Listen to my music that loudly. So it was one of those where it just didn't feel the same. And plus, for me, the reason I think it's in my neck, self-diagnosis, because there's no doctors for this, is when I press on the back of my head underneath where the, the skull is, it makes it louder. But it also helps quiet it if it's, like, really amplified. I can massage out the nerve, and it helps. Every time you do that, you're probably, like, taking, like, a day off your life. Dude, if that's the case, I'd be dead already because I've done that over the last six years constantly. And the so, clock is ticking. <laughs> I will die tomorrow Start writing the just as a way to manage the tinnitus. Uh, but the reason I bring it up to start the show is that I walked in here into this room and I sat down and it was like all of a sudden it was really loud ringing and it was not my tinnitus. And I was like, there is something in this room that is listening to me and sending some sort of feedback out dog whistle yeah some sort of dog whistle kind of sound and i'm just sitting here like hello can can this noise stop please because i already hate it the worst part about it is that when you hear it in like video games or movies if there's like a a flash grenade goes off and it does it gives the ringing of the th oh my god saving private ryan esque. <laughs> it drives you insane because you you know what the sound is and it bothers you and then when you hear it in a movie it's like it makes you like have chills down your spine it's awful Protect your ears, folks. Protect your ears. You only yeah. got two of them. I'm good. Okay. I'll keep listening to my music loud, having Dude. my headphones irrationally turned up too loud over here. I go in there after you sometimes. I mean, in the past I have. And I see what you put the board volume at for your headphones, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, it helps with my updates. I can hear my voice. And Joe's going to go deaf. I can or have, tinnitus. have better modulation that way. Give me a break, okay? Okay. Yeah, I'm probably going to have tinnitus, tinnitus here soon. However you want to say it. Um, Unlike you, I like to listen to my music loud. Like it is, that is. Oh, dude, trust me. I, I, I appreciate that. And subwoofers all the way through high school and my Cavalier oh. rattling my trunk unnecessarily. <laughs> Your tiny little Chevy Cavalier with subwoofers. With like two 12s <laughs> in there. <laughs> Can't even understand the song I'm listening to. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've done that once where I sat in somebody's car that had the crazy subwoofers in it, and they were showing off and they put the song on and I was like, 
there's no song. <laughs> the car is just shaking. This slaps, doesn't it? <laughs> no, it bops. It's a bop. Joe Fisher special, a bop. <laughs> but no, I I sat there like, why is this the this isn't this is purely just to annoy other people, right? Like if you're playing it that loud, I can't hear the song. It's just the vibration of the bass. So like what are you getting out of it? Yeah, my um my bass level in my car right now is like turned up to like four. Oh, I think mine is too. I mean, yeah. sometimes it just helps with the speakers being crappy. Well, yeah. my my car's got a pretty good stock system in it, but I, I definitely like that bass. I like to feel my music. It's all about that bass, about that bass. Yeah. No treble. Eh, treble's turned up, you know, maybe two. Ah, so you turn them both up. Yeah. So you might as well just put the bass to two and the treble to zero. No, or is that not how that works? No, no. I I I need to feel a little bit more than that. You've got you've got the science down on the on the car settings. Yeah, for sure. I wonder how many people change that in their cars. Like, are most people just like they go in and it's like whatever their speakers, or does everybody go in and it's like fiddling with the knobs and like changing the treble and the bass depending on the music you listen to? As I say at my other job, all ears are different. You know what may sound good to you might sound not as good to the next person. Also depends on the music you're listening to. Yes, most definitely. You know, when I when I went into my bass phase, which did not include subwoofers, but I was listening to rap, you know, and rap is needs the big bass. Get the extra oomph. You need those 808s, it. dog. Yeah. Is that what that is? I mean, that's part of it, yeah. All I know is King Kong from that song. <laughs> I got King Kongs in the trunk. <laughs> All right, well, we got uh, we got baseball sort of for you. We're still in a lockout. <laughs> no, we don't. I mean, I, I found some stuff. Mike, I, I, hey, CNNBC is even uh, getting in on the reporting. I saw them talking about how small businesses in the Arizona, Florida areas of spring training are getting hit the hardest right now. Ah, well, that's a fair point. Because they'd have a lot of business right now at this that time of would. year. That they would. A lot of people flocking in for spring training, and that's not happening. Well... The sadness is that yesterday was supposed to be the first day that some teams had pitchers and catchers report. <laughs> one, one thing and about here we are. One thing about the CNNBC, uh, I think it was on a Shepard Smith. It cracked me up. The like field reporter, she was wearing an LA Dodgers like hat at the you know the scene, and she's like, "Well, the Glendale will have the Super Bowl next year, so that will help with some of the costs." Uh, but if they aren't here uh, for baseball, then I might have to wear one of these. And then she like pulled out a Ram shirt and Shep's just like, what, what's that? <laughs> is this the same Shepard Smith? Yes. The thought of you on your knees is a wonderful one. Yep. He, he wear made, less clothes. <laughs> he made the, the jump from uh, Fox News over to CNNBC. It's now the news with Shepard Smith. But that, but that's not a news channel. Uh, no. It's like a business channel. It's like after all the stock market stuff happens ah. they have a 30 minute or hour news with gotcha. Shep smith isn't but, that like that channel headline news that just stopped being news at all hln it just like now puts like television shows i'm not on. familiar but it, it was hilarious the fact that she held up the shirt to the camera and Shep's just like what is that <laughs> what are like, oh my Shep, are you serious it's like oh that's uh that's the this team that awesome. and what was great is it was a st louis ram shirt uh, <laughs> like it was the it was the clearly the st louis rams logo that's funny and i was like how did they where did they have that yeah, maybe she had it you yeah know? just ready to go i was like that's that's not current. or like the cameraman had it was like hey this this would be funny you should do this <laughs> when the stock channel stock market channel tries to do sports yes and tries to do news apparently but uh, i mean yeah there's some baseball stuff to get to sadly or maybe happily for us today the big news of the week last week came on Thursday. 
the day after we had the show, which is when Rob Manfred did his uh, press conference where he said he was optimistic that the season would start on time. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> sure you are, Rob. Um, but he did have some interesting stuff in there about the DH and about the draft and all that stuff. So I want to get to that today uh, and then also do a little update on where we are with the lockout as there was an update today. Uh, also, we got some player news. Juan Soto said he was offered a gargantuan contract by the Nationals before the lockout and uh, his agent is Scott Boris. And because of that, they said no. So we'll get to that. And uh, whatever else uh, comes our way throughout the rest of the show, you can text us 503-250-1080 is the text line. And then you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Mike Lynch 27. Joe is at Joe fish three F I S C H. But we will update you on what Rob Manfred said and where we are with the lockout next. This is the hot corner on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. If pyros and crypts all got along, they probably got me down by the end. Of this the is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. I love the censored version of these songs sometimes because I know all the lyrics and I'm like, oh, oh, there's a longer gap than I thought there. Okay. Are you going to do a full uh, Super Bowl edition of the bumpers today? Is this the theme? Well, I already did that on Sunday for Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. That is true. (laughs) That is true. With award-winning producer Joe (laughs) Fish. Yes. Uh, Fish sticks on on the beats, right? That's what Patrick says. Yeah, but uh, maybe we just go uh, K. Dot Kendrick Lamar instrumentals all all night long. Okay, because I fine. feel like I'll, I mean I'll admit the halftime show was amazing. Yes, simply amazing, fantastic. But I felt like uh, out of all the artists that performed, uh, Kendrick Lamar was uh, very much an afterthought to everyone else. He was an afterthought to everyone else. But what was interesting is I think he did outside of Dre and Snoop the most. His performance, like well, his little set, was like the. I don't know, most, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Interactive, maybe? Yeah. Like, it was just much, much more different. Like, Eminem just kind of stood there, showed up in an elevator. Yeah. Kendrick was, like, dancing and had people around him. Yeah. But he also did, like, three songs, or at least parts of three songs. That was the thing that frustrated me about it, was Eminem was the headliner, sort of, because he came out last. He did one song. He did Uh, Lose Yourself. Well, he did, he did his verse and forgot about Dre, or at least the, the, chorusy fast part of it and then he did lose yourself and that was it 
Yeah, they. Uh, I was like, I was like, you couldn't have give Eminem more. Maybe shave off a few seconds off Mary J's performance. Uh, felt like yeah. that went on a little longer. Was, than I wanted. That was one I checked out the most. Yes, but uh, look, that was fantastic. All and I it. and I realized that me and you, Joe, and and most people our age were the exact audience they were going for for that show. I saw a great tweet about this that said. We all criticize people for loving the Tom Petty show, whatever year that was. Oh, wait, that's us right now. People are like, why do people like this rap show so much? And it's like, this is our songs. This is our generation right here. And I mean, it is. I mean, that was a that was a show targeted solely to millennials because was that was the music that we listened to growing up. And I said this on primetime this week, but the reason that I think some people don't understand why we all loved that so much is not that we were all rap fans, although, I mean, I was, and I know you were and are, but it's that pop music was rap largely in that, in that era. I mean, you would listen to, for me, it was Z100 in New York. I know there's a Z100 here too, but for me, it was Z100 in New York and you'd hear Eminem and Dr. Dre. I mean, you'd hear rap on there because rap really boomed in the late nineties and early thousands. And I mean, it was, it was literally just pop. And I think that's the thing is when you're that age for me, you know, 2000, I was 11 years old, 10 or 11 years old, depending when, when in the year it was, I mean, you're not, you don't have like a defined music genre yet. You listen to what your parents listen to and what's on the radio, especially back then. Nowadays you can find everything you want on, on streaming services and stuff. Listening to music as a kid now must be so wildly different, but You know, for us, it was you put the radio on, whatever they're playing is what you're hearing, and then whatever your parents listen to. So that was rap for a lot of people. And I think that's the thing that people who didn't like it don't understand is it wasn't just like, oh, it's rap and you're catering to a certain group of people. No, it was pop from the thousands. And that's what it was. And and I think that was kind of the reason why it hit so many people in our age group. It's like it wasn't just for black people. It wasn't just for you know, this portion of the population, it wasn't just for rap fans. It was, this was millennials music. Well, what was great too is I was over at my sister's house and my sister was, uh, she's going to be, she's going to be 40. So this was right up her wheelhouse as well as mine. And, but that's an interesting 10 year gap between the two of you, but yet it was still in the the same wheelhouse. She graduated high school in 2000, I want to say. Okay. So that was like right in the middle of prime Eminem. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, Dr. Dre. She went to college and partied to those songs. Right. Exactly. So me, and her, partied to those me songs. and her were excited, but we had the generation. We had the generation below us. My son was there. Who's going to be nine. And then my dad was also with us at her house. And Joe he's, fish the second. Yes. And he's going to be uh God, he's going to be 60. Um, but we had like we were excited. God, Dad, you're so old. <laughs> I just was doing the math. I'm like, oh, dear Lord. <laughs> um, but when that was going on, she told me to turn it up, and I turned it up a little bit. And then he even chimed in from the kitchen. He's like, yeah, turn it, turn it up a little bit more. <laughs> I'm like, is this happening right now? Well, I mean, that, my dad texted me and said he loved it too. And Joey even chimed in. He's like, this is really cool. And I'm like, it is. <laughs> it it is. is really cool. You have no idea how cool this is. Yeah. And then he asked, you know, afterwards, like, why is Dr. Dre such a big deal? Like, why Why was, you know, I know the, there was other artists, but why, why does everyone care about him so much? 
And I'm like, well, because he's basically responsible for everybody up on that stage. That and more saw. people, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, the cool thing about it, well, the cool is the wrong word. The interesting thing about it is that Joey's never seen Dr. Dre. Yeah. Like, he's been a ghost for the last 15 years, minus the movie. But he still even knew, like, the, um, I think it's the Still Dre beat. Like, mm-hmm. he he had heard that before. Well, from you, I imagine. Yes, probably. Yeah, I mean, classic. His mom definitely ain't listening to Dr. Dre in, in her <laughs> That's a time. bop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my dad texted me and said he liked it, too. My dad's uh, 63. God, if they're listening. No, yeah, because my mom's exactly 30 years older than me. So, yeah, he's 63. And um, it's uh, he loved it, too. And, I mean, parents of kids that age were just by proxy listening to that music, right? It's like, ah, oh, you know, you're playing that in the bedroom or whatever, and you want to share it with your parents. This is, he liked it. My mom liked it. <laughs> My mom liked it. I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> so it even reached the 60-year-olds who had kids who were in that generation. Yeah, it was great. Bravo. I mean, yeah, I, I'm still, we're, days passed, and I'm still excited that it happened. I know. I want to, like, rewatch it. I've I, never I've never done that with an NFL halftime show. Exactly, right? Like, I want to go find the YouTube video of it and rewatch the whole thing. I also feel like we felt like their parts were too short because yes. we just wanted it to keep going. I know. <laughs> I, know. Like, I was p- like, the game can wait. Play the whole discography. Like, let's go. Yeah, like, let's get, like, uh, 30 minutes from each of them, huh? Yeah. And I, then I looked on like past two hours later, three hours, hours like, later. Mm. It's like, is the game coming back? No, Kendrick hasn't come on yet. <laughs> I, I looked at their run times. So I was like, yeah, that's pretty much, you know, spot on the same amount of time. All these other shows were getting. But, yeah. Yeah. But it's usually like one artist or maybe one and like a couple special guests. And this was a lot. Yeah. So if it was just Dr. Dre, you would have gotten a lot more Dr. Dre. And of course he was the headliner and you got the most Dr. Dre stuff out there, but yeah, it was good. I, I don't really know where you go from here because obviously we as the millennials are now getting old. So they're catering to us in that way, which is cool. I appreciate that because we haven't really been catered to in halftime shows before. Last few years have been pretty poppy though. It went weekend last year. La- weekend last year, you had Shakira, JLo the, the year before. You can just bring them back. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Shakira and JLo. And again. Maybe do like Katy Perry with them too. Bring out, bring out all the hot former Super Bowl uh, halftime show performers. I'm down. But I mean, where do you go from? Do you go, do you go all the way back and and make the people who hated the halftime show happy and I don't know throw <laughs> Kid Rock out there, throw Kiss out there. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, who's still a, a band that's going? That's you know from the other generation. You know, hasn't Kiss had like seventeen? You know, this is the last tour tours. <laughs> uh, that's funny because yeah, that's so right. We swear. <laughs> <laughs> the the final, one. final, 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 final tour, finals <laughs> of the, we're we're serious. Come on out to the Moda Center. We'll be back next year, Portland. I mean, we won't be back next year. Final tour. Find out. <laughs> he'll be he'll pay for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge every year for the next fifteen years. Kids' seats are still just five bucks. <laughs> I don't know. I just I'm, I'm curious what they're gonna do because. You know, like, who else would they bring on that would really hit our generation? Because hmm. that was kind of, like, a perfect encapsulation of what we listened to. Bring out some Dua Lipa next year. I'm done for that. Okay, that's way more modern, sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, you could do that. I was thinking more, like, Linkin Park or something. <laughs> I mean, I, I know. It was the first thing that popped into my head. Aww. You could never do that anymore. Aww. But a band like that, maybe? Limp Bizkit? Jesus. <laughs> Chocolate Starfish and the hot dog flavored water? <laughs> 
Just have them do Keep uh, rolling, rolling, <laughs> rolling. What? <laughs> Boy, that would be hated by everybody. Universally hated by everybody except what are you for me. Talking about? I would love that so much. <laughs> I loved Limp Bizkit growing up. They did it again. They won up themselves. <laughs> Another all-time great halftime show. All right, we'll get to, we'll get to the baseball update next. I, I promise you. Um, well, no, I don't promise you. Mike again. I, I'm mo- I'm mostly certain we'll get to that next. And uh, first, Joe has sports. This is the hot corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Seven thirty-three here on your Wednesday evening hot corner. Mike and Joe with you today. A couple texters coming in and saying it was actually for Gen X, not for the millennials, and you can't take it from us. I mean, it was for both, I guess. Yes, I guess it is very millennial of me that I was claiming it completely for millennials. But yeah, I mean, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg in particular were certainly Gen X as well. Remember though, millennials technically, according to Wikipedia at least, begin in 1981 birth years. So. If you're an 80s baby at all, you're a you're a millennial unless you were born in 1980. So it's weird because you don't think of it like that. You're like, I mean, I was born in 1989 and that's kind of where I view like like 88 ish and forward is kind of where it feels like millennials for me. Obviously, that's probably biased because that's my age group. But yeah, it actually technically started in 1981, according to the the interwebs over here. So it's for both. My, I have three older sisters, one born in 90, one in 88, and the other in 82. And we're all pretty much on the same page culturally. You're all millennials. And so, yeah, I would feel that, you know, while my oldest sister is 10 years older than me, we still, like I said, we, we still understand the slights and problems of the world and everything that comes in culture music i mean we like i said we're on the same page there so i mean if she was maybe born in like 75 yeah a little bit of a different story there blazers update they are leading the grizzlies 122 117 with 37 seconds left in the game so you know they they were allowed to win the knicks game joey went to that and he was in attendance so the, you know the 23 point comeback and you were happy to beat the lakers yes those those were acceptable wins but everything after that is just that's milwaukee on the road i know they didn't have Giannis, and now tonight grizzlies on the road the hell's going on they suck at tanking that's what's going on (sighs) they're kind of fun to watch though to be honest with you (laughs) they're playing really good basketball it's kind of annoying um all right i said i promised and i will i will keep my promise we will talk some baseball here Thursday of last week, thank you, Rob, for doing this the day after the hot corner. Uh, Rob Manfred had his press conference at the owners' meetings where he uh, spread some lies about how the lockout was going and said he was optimistic and all that. But what he did say, and I'm not 100% certain if this was purely just what they were putting into the offer that was being talked about in two days or this is for sure happening, but I I think it's for sure happening Um, because it does – help the players out and what they're asking for is he announced that we will be going into the sport to a universal designated hitter. He announced that there will be a draft lottery and he announced that you will no longer get draft pick compensation. If you lose a player to free agency that you offered a qualifying offer to, uh, we'll get to all three of those in a, in a second, but 
Two of them are to try to stop tanking in the sport, as we talk about the Blazers tanking, stop tanking in baseball, as well as to promote teams signing veteran players as opposed to leaving them as free agents as they try to chase draft picks. Um, and then the DH, I, I think we, we saw this coming years and years and years ago, and we've had arguments on the show about it, but universal DH is coming. And, and all three of these things, from the league's perspective, and I would imagine from the player's perspective as well, all three of these things give the players what they want in that realm. It, Universal DH opens up 15 more slots for veteran players to sign with teams and still have a role on their team, right? Players are trying to protect the vets who are being left out in the cold because teams are refusing to spend money. Um, the draft lottery makes tanking, you know, in theory, less of an option for a team. In reality, we've seen in sports that have draft lotteries, NBA, it doesn't stop tanking one bit. Uh, same with the NHL. But, you know, it's it's at least it gives you some pause, I suppose, that you're not just going to get the number one overall pick if you're the worst team in baseball. Um, and then the draft pick compensation one, I think that one's actually the biggest here, and nobody's talking about it because it's it's uh, it's kind of confusing. But if you are a team that loses a player in free agency, you get draft picks for it. And when you are a bad team and you're trying to lose and get draft picks, you're not going to re-sign players because one, you want to be bad. And two, it benefits you to not re-sign them. So this is another way to try to get teams to keep going with their uh, veterans that they have on their roster and give them some money. Because if you lose them, you don't get anything for it. You just, you lose them. So all of these things are small little steps that I think are, good for the sport as a whole, as a viewer, and should hopefully be, hopefully, being the keyword, should hopefully be a bridge to the players to, you know, figure this out and, and give them some of what they're looking for. So I, I was pretty happy you said that. Now, I mean, the update on the actual lockout, eh, there's no update. They still hate each other. But I was happy to hear those three things. Yeah, uh, we definitely know that, those weren't his ideas because they're all good ideas. The DH, I mean, say what you want about the what league you like. and But anytime I'm watching NL games and there's a situation happening, brewing, and then they get to the ninth batter and it's the pitcher and you're just like, oh, okay, well, this <laughs> this is over. Yep. The, done with this frame. We're going to the next one. Um, and then the lottery – it's good to have that. I would like to see the odds because I know like the NBA a few years ago, they changed the odds of what you can get for the first, second, third pick, whatever. Because it wasn't stopping tanking at yeah, all. Exactly. And I guess it hasn't stopped it that much in the NBA, but you've seen it in happen more so in the last couple of years where, yeah, the worst team is not getting that first pick. So it's no guarantees. Um, and then, yeah, the free agency draft pick compensation. That's a good idea as well. Yeah. I mean, Exactly. Why Why should you reward a team for losing their best player? I mean, I think the thought process initially was to protect small markets. Yeah. So, like, if you... But I don't, I don't want to hear that just because, like, these teams can pony up if they want to. There is no salary cap. 
I mean, for God's sakes, I hate to always reference it, but do you see how much money the Orioles gave Chris Davis when he was a free agent? Yes. And I get that some markets are better than others. Like if you have offers on the table from L.A. or if you have an offer versus Milwaukee, like where do you want to play baseball? If you Mm -hmm. have an offer from the Yankees versus the Rockies, where do you want to go play? Do you want to be in New York, the mecca of baseball? essentially, or Colorado. I mean, it's – so I can see where that can – I mean, just depends on the player and the situation, money, a lot of factors, but I don't know. It's just like these teams, they have money to spend, but they're choosing not to. And so it's like pony up, keep your best players, and be willing to outbid the Yankees or Dodgers if you can, but hopefully some of these things can start to alleviate themselves. Yeah, I mean – I. Like, like I was saying, I think it was meant as a protection for teams that couldn't keep players. Like, they were incapable because nobody wanted to, to play there. But it really has turned into just another way for bad teams to continue to lose. Yeah. And I think that's the – it was being abused. So is getting rid of it the best idea? I don't know. I mean, maybe there's a consequence to that that leads to certain teams that just struggle to keep players there because nobody wants to play in that city. It may hurt them – more than people expect, but if the benefit is that those middling teams that could sign players, I mean, doesn't it kind of feel like baseball in general is the most big market proof when we get to free agent signing? Like, obviously, there's still an effect of it, but, I mean, you see big-name players sign all over the place, and it's not just big cities. I mean, sometimes they're just chasing the money, and they'll just go to whatever team offers them the most. I mean, it's. I'm not saying it's perfect, and I'm not saying that happens all the time. Obviously, if you're the Yankees or the Dodgers, you get more of a chance to sign a player because they'd be interested in playing for those cities, in those cities, and living in those cities. But, I mean, it's kind of also a chicken and the egg thing, too, because those teams have the most money. So, I mean, if, if the Yankees couldn't pony up 330 mil to get Garrett Cole, would he have taken 330 mil from, I don't know, St. Louis or Colorado Pittsburgh probably because he was looking for the most money I mean that's it, it, it probably helped him that it was the Yankees but if you're looking for the most money you're going to go to whatever team's paying you that so if we can get it to a, a system in baseball where we've talked about the salary floor the last few weeks Which every team I, I think is fantastic I mean it's the to me it's the easiest fix but each team has to spend a certain amount of money and they've got money on the books to spend is going after all the players. You're going to spread the wealth around and it's going to be well balanced for the whole sport, which is good. You know, I mean, you you want more parody. I mean, baseball has got a decent amount of parody as it is, to be honest with you, but you know, you still, you know, the biggest money teams do tend to make the playoffs every year and do tend to have a higher chance of making the world series, but we've seen good parody, but it would just improve that even more. I mean, you would see, more Rays, you would see more Royals. You would see, you know, there'd be more fluctuation depending on the free agent class and who signed who. And I just think it would all be better for the sport. So, I mean, this is the thing with the lockout as, as a fan, I just want the sport to come back and be, be good, a good product. You know, I don't really care about the players wanting more money for themselves and the luxury tax penalties and all that kind of stuff. Like that doesn't affect me as a viewer. I just want the product to be good. So I want universal DH. 
because I would prefer to not see pitchers hit. Personal preference, but I know a lot of baseball fans out there do want to see pitchers hit. It adds to the strategy. I appreciate the strategy aspect of it, but I don't want that. So having universal DH is great. And if there are things to help stop tanking and help players, uh, you know, or help teams sign better players consistently, then I'm all for it. So figure it out, players and owners. Figure it out, please. Owners, figure it out. Well, yeah, but I mean, please, for the sake of us fans, let us not have to worry about losing opening day for the second time in three years, okay? That'd be nice. That'd be really, really nice because now that football's over and, you know, we're kind of in that window, at least for me as a sports fan, I like March Madness, of course, and you know, I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye on the on the playoffs in the NBA and the NHL, but this is my like this is when baseball season starts. This is this is my season. This is my sport, and it's being taken away from me. I hate it. Yeah, I was gonna actually try and watch more baseball this year, and look what they do. <laughs> they take it all away from you. Yeah, like, nope, not so fast, Joe. Yeah. Well, I have a feeling that we'll get to it eventually. Uh, before be- before we lose opening day, I-, I think that they will come to some agreement at some point, and we will not lose opening day. Maybe that is just wishful thinking, but I can't imagine they want to miss games. So something will have to get done. Okay, uh, we had a big uh, retirement in baseball yesterday. Big, big. Hall of Fame ret- Okay, maybe not. But. Oh, yeah. we'll take a look. We'll take a look at his Hall of Fame score. See where he's sitting. But. Uh, a player that for us millennials, if I can go there again, <laughs> has been playing baseball most of our baseball watching lives. And he's retired. So we'll get to that next. This is the Hot Corner on the fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Well, the Blazers won. And Simon scored 30-plus points again. So 30, 29. I just had it up, and I scrolled past it. One second. Joey threw out, 31, yep. Joey threw out the hypothetical last night. He's like, what if the Blazers make the play-in game, and then they get into the playoffs, and then they win the championship? And I'm like, that is the only acceptable, yes. <laughs> like, outcome to this season besides getting a lottery pick is if they just run the table somehow some way yeah i mean look that's not going to happen obviously but here's the biggest fear coming to fruition is that the blazers it doesn't at i mean it's four games so let's all slow down a little bit here well they're gonna win 13 in a row later in the season 11 yes and that was what i was gonna bring up was They're playing well right now. You know, it is going into the all-star break, so a ton of teams are just coasting and half-assing it. But they're playing well. And they are back in the 10 spot, which for some stupid reason is the final spot for the play-in tournament. Which, you know, I really like the idea of it, and I'm really hating how it's turning out because the 10 seed never deserves it. Ever. Like, the Blazers are so far behind the other teams. I mean, I'm sure the gap is closed to a point of being slightly less ridiculous now because they've won four in a row. But, I mean, they were like 10 games behind the nine seed, and it's like the Blazers are in the play-in tournament. 
It's like, okay, please don't do that. Yeah, now they're only two games back of the Lakers. Oh, my God. <laughs> I uh, will, it's, it's happening, guys. I will accept a 10-seed Blazers as long as the Lakers are the 11-seed. But then the Blazers can go ahead and lose that 7-10 and 10 matchup right away. Well, so here's the thing. That's not how it goes. The 10-seed plays the 9-seed. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. The 7-seed yep. plays the 8-seed. Well, regardless, just lose your playing game. Yeah. Whatever. Please. Please, dear God. Beat the Lakers for that 10th spot by a half game or a full game. It can't be a half game. By a full game, just so you can rub it in their faces, but then lose the playing game. I'll, I'll take that result as well. Boy, maybe it was all CJ. <laughs> because the Pelicans have kind of sucked since CJ got there. I don't know if you've noticed. I've been keeping an eye just out of curiosity to see how he's doing. Well, we can take that too. Pelicans sucking and not even having a uh, playoff spot. I mean, we kind of need that to happen. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's beneficial. But wouldn't you want both lottery picks? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the the Pelicans, by the way, are playing. Or they played today. I thought I saw that they were playing. Um, they are not. What? I swear they were playing today but there is nothing on the scores for them. Well, they, they have been uh, playing a couple games since CJ has got there and they have lost almost all of them. They lost the Grizzlies yesterday, 121, 109 and CJ uh, scored they're, 30 points. They're one in three since he got there, 30 points on 12 of 25 shooting. So he's gotten there and basically started taking every shot immediately. <laughs> shocked and uh, simply shocked. What's happening? Are they losing? Oh, Oh, so maybe it was CJ's fault. Maybe now that he's gone, you know, the team can uh, team can flow. They're fun to watch, man. Like that's the that's the scad thing. It's like the Blazers haven't been fun to watch all year. They've been such a drag, so boring, and yet watching them now, it's like you get like sucked into the fanhood again and you're like, Oh, this is great. They're winning and they're playing well. And it's like, this is not the time to get sucked in by this. Oh man. It, it happened Saturday. Hardcore with that Knicks game. I saw that, you know, was following in the first quarter. I'm like, all right, we're keeping it close. Third quarter happened. They'd go down by more than 20. Oh, come on. And then fourth quarter, the comeback, and I'm just clapping and cheering. I'm like, that's right. Let's go, baby. <laughs> I'm like, what? what am Why I, am I? Stop. What am I doing right Stop now? Stop winning. Ugh. Who's winning? What is occurring? <laughs> I mean, I felt that way today. I, I have not made it a habit of watching too many Blazer games this year. I was following them early in the year, and then when everything went to hell, it was like, yeah, okay, there's no need to watch this team at this point. And watching the game today was one of the first ones I really, like, sat and followed even though it was on during the show like i was keeping an eye on it and it's just like good defense and flying up and down the court and like hitting shots and passing and crisp movement it cuts to the basket and there's not someone out there dribbling for 20 seconds looking for their own shot cj and uh, it was fun and i was like oh my god this is fun what is happening why are these players the ones that are playing well because this is the other problem is that Blazer fans are going to fall in love with all these guys because they're playing really well, <laughs> but they're not really players that you want on your team outside of a bench role. So it's like... So you're going to fall into that same cycle of Blazer like fans Justice again. Winslow is amazing. We traded him? <laughs> right. How come we didn't re-sign him? Right. And it's like, it's, it's, it's tough. But that's where I say. He'd be a starter on 25 other NBA teams. <laughs> he, he definitely would not. Um, it's tough because it's like it's four games, 
but it's just been fun. I think the thing is here, it's okay to be a little bit excited about this right now. We're very excited about this because it's been such a bad year. I don't think it is. But if it keeps going after the all-star break like this, we need to stop being excited about this because it's the, the best plan forward is not to win this year. The best plan forward is to get two lottery picks and then decide to trade them or keep them or whatever it is that you're going to do. But this, uh, I don't like this. I don't like this. All right. Well, I said we would get to a guy who retired, so we'll do that next. This is the Hot Corner on the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.